ABC Grandstand for sports coverage like no other. Welcome to the Two Halves. It's the Monday edition on ABC Local Radio. Streaming online on Grandstand Digital and on your mobile. Yes, hello and welcome to the Two Halves for another year on digital, online and podcast. Great to be with you on ABC Grandstand. Zane Bojack here as we take a look at all the NRL action from round three. And joining me to discuss all the action and the issues is Two Halves analyst and star writer for the Rugby League Week magazine, Matt Logue. Hey, Matt. How are we? Very well, thank you, Zane. Uh, That's good, mate. Uh, Look, I hope you're doing better at the tipping than I am because I'm going terribly. We're three rounds in and I have very few points. Yeah, mate, it's been very, very difficult. The quality of football across the board, I think it has been outstanding. A few upsets, it's very hard to pick. So uh, I think maybe you're going to have to to base it on colours or something different because (laughs) at the moment it's a bit of a tipster's nightmare. Yeah, I think my girlfriend's doing better than I am uh, simply because she doesn't know much about footy. But anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, there's been a few questions posed from the weekend's action. Uh, we'll talk about the Dragons' win over the Sharkies a little later on. But uh, Dragons winger Brett Morris, has he scored the try of the season already, do you think? Oh, mate, very early. We're round three, as you say. But, geez, it's hard to dispute. Oh, I thought that was unbelievable. Like, Brett Morris in midair. As we, you know, we look back to last year with, David Nofaluma at the West Tigers, and, you know, we draw comparisons to, you know, that try. But I actually think it was better. I think he, he got higher in the air. He had to watch his arm to make sure that didn't touch the, the chalk. And he still managed to plant the ball down. Amazing scene down there at Shark Park on Saturday night. And really, uh, I think it, the, the way that the Cronulla responded to that after the match and even, you know, their, their, their coach and players, they were all glowing in, in praise for Brett Morris, uh, one of the, the, the great wingers uh, in, in the game, if not the best. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Kangaroos are very lucky, and the Blues, to have him as part of their lineups as well as the Red and White. Uh, been a lot of talk about team trainers not handling concussions very well. Uh, we saw a few more concussions on the weekend. Do you think this is going to have a bit more scrutiny as uh, the week continues? Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly a big issue in the game because... We, the player welfare has to has to you know that has to be first, and, and I think clubs know that. But in, in a competitive in, environment, um, say if you lose like round one for the Newcastle Knights, they lose two key play, playmakers to concussion. So you Kirk Gidley, Tyrone Roberts goes off. It, it makes a big difference to your team. But with the new rules, they're set in stone. You get a free interchange, but the player has to remove themselves from the field. They have to be checked before they can go back on the field. We saw that on Friday night with Greg Inglis. Now the players, their welfare that, that has to has to be of paramount importance, and I think it's just hard for clubs at times because you want to win, and in a competitive and close competition, you know that's going to be increased in the coming weeks. You know, but look, the players they have to come first. And you talk about the close competition. I think a lot of people thought with the quick restarts and and perhaps uh, you know the game uh, getting rid of the wrestle that there might have been a, a few more lopsided games than we've actually seen. There were a lot of close ones on the weekend. Yeah, I think there's been a bit of a, I suppose a misconception there too. You know, the game has got quicker, no doubt in the world. You know, they were eradicated uh, or removed. You know, the third man in the tackle, so the play the ball is definitely quicker. But the wrestle's still there. You still need to dominate the ruck to win football matches. Your forwards still need to go forward. So oh, I still think that the wrestle is certainly there. But in terms of um, 
closeness of the competition and the little players coming into play, um, the likes of Anthony Milford and, and we, you know, um, even for the, the Tigers on Friday night, James Tedesco, Luke, Luke Brooks. They're only little blokes, but they, you know, they'll go all day. And I think with the, the game speeding up around the ruck, you'll see these little blokes you know, come into play a lot more. Okay, well, we'll have a look at the Rabbitohs and, of course, their loss to the Tigers very shortly. But we'll start with the thriller at Lang Park between the Roosters and the Broncos. The defending Premiers got the points, but they were down by eight with five minutes to go. And they needed this piece of brilliance to get the points. Infield it goes from Moa. That's a surging run from Moa. He stopped only 10 metres out. A minute 50 left. Roosters with the ball. Here's Pierce. Beautiful pass to Cordner. Cordner goes in. The Roosters lead the game. Well done, the Roosters. Mitchell Pierce and Boyd Cordner. It's a potent combination, Matt. Absolutely. And you know, that's a play that you know they did perfectly. You know, they've trained for that. Um, Boyd Cordner has proven, you know, in the last couple of years in particular, particularly last year, he knows how to run a good line. And Mitchell Pierce put that ball perfectly on his chest. He dived over and really and it broke the, the poor old Brisbane Broncos' heart because I thought they were outstanding in this game. A lot of emotion around Jarrell Yayi and the fact that he retired early and, you know, the, they retired, his, you know, his number 18, uh, they put number 18 jumper up for his five. And I thought the the, the emotion around that was, was impressive by the Broncos and the way they played. But, you know, the Roosters, they're the defending premiers for a reason and they just they just stayed in the match and I think on the back of their class, they got it at the back end. But going forward, though, I think Broncos fans don't be too disheartened because I think there are plenty of for, uh, positives moving forward for those guys, particularly when you, you look at uh, a new halves combination, Josh Hoffman and Ben Hunt. They did pretty well against the established James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce. So to, to lose the way they did, I know it's tough, but I, I think Broncos have surprised a few people to start the season. All right, well, you spoke about the Broncos. Let's hear from their coach, Anthony Griffin, with Alistair Nicholson. We've been pretty consistent for the last three weeks. Just unfortunate, the last five minutes tonight, we, we couldn't finish off. It would have been a, would have been a very good uh, victory for us. And, um, you know, there hasn't been any question mark on our intentions or our effort level. It was just a, a really good game of football tonight, five tries each. And for the last five minutes, they were just too good, though. Had four or five sets after we scored, and they pulled us to bits. So. Put a lot of pressure on them tonight. Uh, they made a lot of errors that they wouldn't usually make. Um, what do you draw from a performance like that? Oh, what I draw is that um, you know potentially uh, you know we're, we're right into this competition, um, obviously. Um, but you know, it's it's not about coming up with two or three games. It's about coming up with another 21 after tonight. So we need to learn from that tonight. There were some very positive things that, that we can uh, learn from and build on. But there's also um, you know a looseness about us at times uh, defensively, which we we've got to get better at. Okay, so the Broncos have to get better ahead of their clash with the Dragons next week uh, for Trent Robinson. Uh, well. It's a bit of a mixed bag, even though they're, they're two from three to start the season, Matt. Yeah, they haven't been at their, their best, the Roosters. We saw in round one, South Sydney were way too good. They they hit back then the week after. And then I even thought against the, the Brisbane Broncos, you know, the, the Roosters certainly weren't at, at their best or at their peak. But they've just got so much class, so many big-name players. And, and they're very hard to beat. And I thought that the Broncos did their best. But, you know, in the end, the Roosters were too strong. But uh, I think, 
knowing the perfectionist that uh, Trent Robinson is, I think he'll be disappointed with, with the Roosters. I think he, he knows there's plenty of improvement. And, you know, for the opposition teams, that's scary given, as I said, the strike. Like from, you know, 1 to 13 and, and even on the bench, they've just got some of the genuine superstars in our game and um, a forward pack, which is fierce and led by Jared Rio Hargrove. This is the Two Halves. You're with ABC Grandstand. One of the front runners, or one of the front runners we expected at the start of the season was going to be the Rabbitohs, Matt, but uh, they got a few problems. Greg Inglis and Isaac Luke injured and going down to the Tigers in a bit of a surprise result, 25-16. to 16. Yeah, it was, a, it was a massively surprising result. Oh, I thought South Sydney, after you know a disappointing effort against Manly up there in Gosford the week before, would really re- return serve against the Tigers. I think on paper they're a very strong side and still burning from last year, really, where they failed at the last hurdle. And but that's credit credit where credit's due. I thought the Tigers were outstanding. Obviously hard for South Sydney. Uh, Tim Simona, it was an accidental sort of clash there with, with his knee as Greg Inglis was falling. Inglis went from the field, obviously, with concussion. And South struggled. Um, uh, it made it very difficult for them. Obviously, GI is just a crucial part of their play. And then to compound, you know, the, the wounds even even worse, you know, further is the fact that Isaac Luke now looks to be out from four, you know, four to eight weeks with, you know, uh, with an injury as well. And that's a crucial blow for South Sydney because I think Isaac Luke, if GI is important, well, Isaac Luke is almost a player that holds them together in, in, the, in the middle of the ruck. And, uh, you know, going forward now, South have to improve and it will be without probably Luke for a good couple of weeks. Yeah, well, a familiar voice to this program, Shannon Byrne, she spoke to Rabbitohs coach Michael Maguire and uh, she asked about uh, those injuries at the back end of her questions. Uh, an ugly performance from us. Um, yeah, reasons why we have to look at that through the week. But uh, if you don't hang on to the ball, you don't give yourself an opportunity. And I think it was one of those nights where uh, the harder we tried, uh, the worse we, uh, we we played. So, but uh, you know, we'll assess um, you know where that came from and, and go through the process. But you know, it's a it's a lot. You know, the season uh, you got to go week to week, and you got to keep getting them right. And unfortunately, tonight we didn't get it right. It was easily clearly a fiery game, just in terms of the counters. Uh, a lot of the teams came together on a lot of occasions. Discipline, is that something you'll talk to as well, just not ball handling errors and also communication? Yeah, that's an area. That's uh, along with everything that you probably spoke about there, Shannon. It's, uh, if you don't have the right discipline and the, the ball skills, things are, you know, we probably uh, got frustrated and you know, obviously didn't come off with the, the things we can do. So you know, I'm sure we'll, um, we'll talk about that through the week. More concerning, injury to Greg Inglis. Obviously, he's taken off five minutes into the game with the concussion. We didn't see him return. Uh, how is he? Uh, he's all right, actually. Um, yeah, we're probably being more cautious right towards the end of the game. Um, yeah, the, the fact that he, he took a bit of blow there early on, and yeah, we were talking to the doctors right throughout the game, and um, yeah, they said he was getting better. But yeah, I wanted to make sure I was uh, very cautious there. You know, in, in that incident. And then last five minutes of the game, he picked up another injury. Isaac Luke looked like uh, his left arm was extended out, and um, players in the tackle sort of landed extra weight on him. You know, the latest on that? Uh, yeah, the, the docs at the moment are assessing him as we speak. Um, it's not looking great at the moment, but again, you know, a week's a long time, and you know, I'm sure Isaac will do everything possible to get there for uh, next week. Yeah, when you've already lost Luke Keary and uh, Nathan Peets has moved to the Eels, uh, it's not great when you lose Isaac Luke and you're the Rabbitohs. Not at all, mate. And I think now they might even have to, uh, you know, go back to the New South Wales Cup ranks. I think there's a there's a young hooker, you know, coming through there uh, who played 20 for, for the uh, for, for South Sydney. Uh, I think it's uh, McGuinness, uh, Cameron McGuinness. Uh, he's a, a quality player. He might have to step up in the next couple of weeks in Luke's absence. Uh, now South Sydney has certainly got 
the framework there to be competitive in this competition and the big forwards and, and, and the skillful players. But at the moment, I think it's the basics that's letting them down as well. And, uh, you know, for South Sydney, they pride themselves on those skills. So, you know, they'll be disappointed, but, you know, they'll keep back in, in true fashion, I have no doubt. Yeah, James Tedesco also coming under some, well, treatment from opposition players uh, and probably would be feeling that the, the effects. Uh, he's a stunning player. We've seen some really good youngsters uh, come into their own in uh, recent weeks in the competition. Kyle Felton, Conrad Hurrell for the Warriors and Cowboys, respectively, and James Tedesco uh, for the Tigers. If we move to that Warriors and Cowboys game, it was you know, the youngsters that were really uh, putting their teams forward, particularly given that uh, the Warriors uh, hadn't named Conrad Red Hurrell at the beginning of the week. Yeah, he's a he's a human cannonball, isn't he? He's, he's fantastic to watch, and, and he absolutely uh, you know, destroyed you know, the Cowboys. Really, a, a lot of pressure on the Warriors to start the season. You know, there was all the hype around the Auckland Nines, and you know they performed really well there, the Warriors. And uh, I thought going into the season, you know, that they'd they'd go a lot better than they have been. Um, but and you know to go up there against North Queensland, particularly led by Jonathan Thurston in Townsville, I didn't think you know the Warriors could win this one, but they, they certainly proved me uh, wrong and uh, a number. Of of people wrong. It was a, a strong performance and uh, I suppose for the Cowboys, a little bit disappointing given uh, I think they need to be strong at home if there's any chance of uh, you know being in this competition because as we all know uh, winning away from home for the Cowboys has certainly been a big challenge. And here were the Warriors, it was their first win in Townsville since 2002 and Matty Elliott, their coach, had a chat to Grandstand's Michael Rennie. No, I think the word that springs to mind immediately is courage. You know, we, People could say we had a little bit of luck and, and They'd probably be fairly accurate with that statement, but I, I thought that you know our performances in the beginning of the halves was probably another critical point for us. Um, at the back end of the second half, I've never seen our team with so many cramps ever. You know, they're a really fit bunch of guys, and in the first couple of rounds, even when we were getting dusted up, the other teams were cramping, we weren't. So, um, yeah, I, just as I say, delighted with the courage that we demonstrated, and obviously for the players, you know, the result's an important one for us. It certainly is, no doubt about that. That's Matty Ellett speaking with uh, Michael Rennie. And uh, if we move into uh, the next match, it was a bit of a boys' own annual moment for uh, Matty Moylan. Uh, quite extraordinary. Let's relive the moment. Well, here he is, Matt Moylan. He's a hero up here anyway because he was pretty much involved in it. was a magnificent... He'll be a hero if he can kick this well, one, I'll tell you. I'll what tell you. he did down the other end to get them going again. Yeah, attack the ball. Uh, that was brilliant. Here he is, 22 metres out, a metre in from touch, kicking to the northern goalpost. Time is up. It's 16-all. Penrith and Care to be locked together. Are we going to extra time? Here's Matt Moylan. He moves in. There's the kick. It's coming around. It's coming around! And Yes, David Moore and Warren Ryan uh, bringing that one home with Matty Moylan's uh, right boot. What a magnificent kick, and that uh, helps the Panthers. Well, they could have almost been uh, three from three because they only went down by a point to the Storm, and Ivan Cleary's got the Panthers firing. He does. Well, they pushed the Melbourne Storm uh, you know, really well. I thought they were going to win that game as well. Look, they've recruited... I think, you know, among among the best teams in, in the competition, uh, the Penrith Panthers, the likes of Soward, uh, his combination with Peter Watt, who didn't play in this game. And that's why I thought, oh, it was interesting to see how 
or interested to see how they would go the Panthers without Wallace who's on the sideline with an injury at the moment. But Stoward stood up and then you've got, you know, the likes of, you know, young forwards like Adam Docker, Elijah Taylor, you know, the experience of Kevin Kingston and some great young players like Moylan, as we've mentioned with that fantastic kick, Dean Ware, you know, there there's some fantastic players and who knows that the, the Penrith Panthers could be a side that shocks this season and it you know returns to the finals. All right. Well, talking about shocks, I don't think there was many people that would have thought that uh, Brett Morris could have got the ball down. He was. Can I say he was around about eight feet in the air when he uh, took the bomb off uh, Gareth Woodup and then put it down on the ground and uh, quite remarkably uh, managed to get his side home to a fourteen to twelve win. It was amazing stuff, and you know, former wingers of our, you know, you know, legends of our game, you know, that used to, you, know, you played, you know, back in the day, the likes of Eric Gross Senior must sit back and just go, wow, like Eric Gross Senior used to steamroll players. Well, now these blokes, they're like the closest things to acrobats. You know, they can do anything in the air. They are their freakish skills, and now that was simply outstanding. And they're the sort of plays that I believe we need to replay and replay. This is the great game of rugby league. Come and watch. Yes, well, the Dragons, uh, Gareth Woodup playing well for them. They won 14-12 to 12 over the Sharks, and Steve Price had a chat to Sasha Mirza big game. You know, it's only early days, but the guys are um, believing in themselves, and you know, it's, it's good to see them happy and enjoy, enjoying their footy. And um, we, we expected a dogfight tonight. We certainly got that. They're always tough games, the local derby down here at Cronulla, and uh, it's good to just get away with the win. And uh, now we're... Dust ourselves off and get ready for the Bronx next Friday. Seems like you guys are working to your structures a lot, and you guys were going really well in that uh, first half. There, a bit of inconsistency in the middle part of the game. How do you try and alleviate that from your game? You know, I thought that first half, we, you know, we, we got over the stripe a lot of times, but whether it was through a drop ball or whether it was through a um, disallowed try, I thought we the lead should have been a lot higher, especially in that first half. And the second half, we just fell in the trap of just protecting the lead and we're playing into their hands a little bit. So. I uh, will address that, address that, and um, and look for an improvement for next week. Gareth Widdop yet again impressed. Uh, he seems to be growing into a really good player. Oh, I always knew he was a uh, really good football player, and that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I headhunted him. And you know, he's a terrific leader, and uh, you know, all the, all the guys are just really enjoying themselves and, and competing hard for each other. Yeah, great recruit, Gareth Widdop. Uh, what about the Sharkies, Matt? Uh, for Peter Sharp. Uh, case of close but no cigar but it was an improvement on last week's flogging against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I know it definitely was. There was a lot of heart and effort there from the Sharkies, you know, side, but you know, very hard when you've got the likes of Andrew Fafita, you know, Paul Gallen, Eric Gross, Bo Ryan, Nathan Gardner, Anthony Tupo, Luke Lewis, like Wow, like a number of those guys are, you know, are rep players, Australian players. So it, it does uh, make things difficult for the Cronulla Sharks. I think their efforts there, as I mentioned, but it, it, there's also a little execution as well. I think they welcome back Todd Carney, and I thought he made a big difference for the Sharkies, who will look to get their first win of the season next Sunday against the Knights up there at Hunter Stadium. They will indeed. Well, Eels coach Brad Arthur, he was in charge of the Manly defence last year, and he found a few ways to breach the uh, opposition at Brookvale. Uh, in sensational form too, Semi Red Raja, he's the Fijian winger, he's absolutely sensational. Not only scored two tries, but a beautiful flick pass that enabled Nathan Peach to go over. Yeah, how good is he? The, the, the Blue and Gold Army uh, absolutely love this guy. He's a new cult figure out there at Parramatta. And look, for a side that's won consecutive wooden spoons, oh, I think Parramatta have started the season really well. 
uh, you know, it's hard to win at Brookvale, even though Kieran Foran was missing out of that manly side. But, you know, Parramatta sides in the past, I think no way in the world would have competed like they did, you know, on Sunday. It was, a, it was an impressive effort by, by the Parramatta side. Manly, though, you, you can only sit back and seriously applaud that club. You know, they've, they've got a culture there under adversity. That is when they shine. They And they've got proven experience. And, and Daly Sherry Evans, as far as I'm concerned, he's very, very quickly catching up to the likes of Cooper Cronk and Jonathan Thurston as the best halfback in the game. He was outstanding in this game. As I mentioned, minus Kieran Foran, Sherry Evans took control and with the, 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 the big kicks, the big plays, and on the back of that, Manly got a, an amazing win at home at Fortress Brookvale. But, you know, Parramatta, keep your heads up because I think that the, the effort's there, and that's a big thing, whereas last year, I don't know that they would have had that type of effort in a game at Brookvale or against Manly. It's very hard to please Jeff Toobie sometimes, but uh, I think uh, he was, I guess you could say, pleased when he spoke to Shannon Byrne. Yeah, look, it is pleasing in the sense that, that we got there eventually, but, um, you know, I, I thought that after last week's performance in South, we'd be up, we'd be really um, tied up for this game, but just fell a bit flat, I think, um, and we, we showed that in the second half. Do you think it was changes that were made or a couple of, you know, ins and outs from the game or what did you put it down to? Oh, sure. I think that, that has something to do with it. But, again, you can't, um, you can't use that as an excuse. Uh, we, we knew what was happening you know, several days ago in regards to those players, um, their quality players taking those positions. Um, it doesn't mean you know, that, that we should put a performance on that I thought, I thought was flat. There you go. So uh, Jeff Toovey with a victory for his Sea Eagles, 22 points to 18 over the Eels at Brookvale Oval. Uh, the player of the round, could it be Albert Kelly after a performance from the Titans, which uh, they've been uh, steady against the Sharks, woeful against the Tigers, and then they've managed to beat Canberra in Canberra last night? Yeah, up and down like a yo-yo, the Gold Coast Titans. But, you know, it goes to show there's a lot of courage uh you know, at that football club because, you know, a tough week last week. You know, they conceded a record number of, of tackles in that horrific loss of the Tigers. Hot conditions, mind you. But, you know, they were disappointed, the Titans. But, you know, they they went down to, there to Canberra, which is traditionally very hard to win. And, and they did the job. Albert Kelly, as you mentioned, he was outstanding. Uh, they've got a number of star performers. And, you know, the, the veterans, I know Dave Taylor was strong, Ashley Harrison, and Nate Miles, a uh, co-captain there with Greg Bird. You know, he's a player with plenty of experience at the highest level, as we all know. And, you know, I thought that the Titans should be uh, congratulated for that effort because, uh, you know, last week was disappointing. But, you know, the only way you can improve it, as uh, Coach John Cartwright said, is you get out there and you perform well. Matt, you mentioned Nate Miles. Uh, he had did a lot of tackling, more than uh, 50 tackles last night in Canberra, but he was a bit concerned uh, with, with some of the other players in his team. We might just have a quick listen between him, uh, an interchange between Nate Miles and Gavin Badger during the game. Exactly right. So what you need to do is make sure you talk to the boys, because if we're going to keep giving them, I, I've got to put something on the back end of it. I, I might have to sit someone down, so we've got to work together, mate. Put one of our centres away. They can't play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They can't tackle. Oh, I had to take a word out there that uh, described his frustration. But uh, the centres, he, we always talk about the, the backs being the glamour boys, but uh, yeah, Nate not too happy with Brad Takarangi and also Brad Ty. Yeah, in some respects, you know, refreshing, I guess. You know, unfortunate with the, obviously the, the way that uh, you know came across. But uh, you know, like he's a passionate guy, and you know, he expects you know better. And I, I thought it was in some respects, you look at that and just go, oh, you know. At least he cares. Yes, uh, send them off if you're going to send anyone off. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, you mentioned Ashley Harrison there before, filling in for Aiden Caesar at 5'8 and doing a pretty good job, and he had a chat to Tim Gore for Grandstand. Got Ash Harrison with me, and 
Ash, you must be really proud of your troops tonight, coming off that 30-point loss against the West Tigers last week. Yeah, mate, for sure. I mean, you know, our defence wasn't great last week, and tonight we end up winning the game from our defence. So, you know, take a lot of confidence out of that and move on to next week. When you come off a 30-point loss last week against the Tigers, what was the focus this week from your coach, John Cartwright? Well, mate, they put 40 on us, so, you know, it's defence, 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 and that was our mindset tonight, and, um, you know, we got it done. Yes, he did get the job done. And, Matt, look, we've got one more match to complete, round three, and it involves the Melbourne Storm, who at this stage are undefeated, taking on uh, Newcastle Knights, who haven't got a victory yet. Yeah, tough uh, start to the season for, for the Newcastle Knights. Obvious reasons, uh, Darius Boyd on the sidelines injured, Jared Mullen the same. Uh, but, and a lot of, I suppose, at the moment, off-field drama as well, you know, with payments and uh, ownership with Nathan Tinkler. So the Knights desperately need a win. And with a, a Melbourne side who have had two really close wins, but in saying that, they've got the, the big three who are starting to find form and... Now, in Melbourne, they've proven to be very, very difficult to beat. So, look, it's hard to look past the Storm victory tonight. OK, well, if you're in the Newcastle area, make sure you tune in uh, on local radio, 12.33. Of course, Grandstand Digital will have all of the coverage. Uh, Matt Logue, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you uh, on the two halves, and it's the first show for us for the year. We're into round three. about Only about 24 rounds to go. Uh, looking forward to it, mate, and uh, obviously enjoy the game tonight and I uh, look forward to chatting about uh, NRL for uh, the remainder of the season. Matty Logue there with us for the two halves. Thank you for your company and I'll join you next week on Grandstand Digital.